This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Well, Otago Community Hospice is a free of charge community service providing support for people in need of palliative care. They, they support around 225 Otago people at any given time, more than 725 patients each year. And they can't do it without a great deal of support from their community. We thought we'd touch base uh, and find out how things are going. In that regard, Bex Wilson is acting CEO and uh, People and Culture Project Manager, joins us on the line now. Morena Bex, great to have you with us. Kia ora. Bex, um, let's just go straight to it. This is a very difficult time for any organisation that needs to do fundraising, not least of which because uh, it's more and more difficult to get out and about and do those public engagement uh, exercises that so many organisations are used to doing. It must have been a challenging time the past couple of years for the hospice. It has been uh, really challenging and I think as time goes on it gets um, tougher. I think probably everyone's finding that and that we kind of adapted and pivoted early on and, um, you know, everyone kind of got on with the job. But, you know, having our street appeal cancelled two years in a row really is quite a tough thing to make up, uh, you know, the funding um, that we've lost from those two street appeals. And also we just can't organise any events at the moment. So it really is uh, quite a tough time. Normally we also ask our community to run events on our behalf, and there's none of that happening either. Mm. Give us some, some context here. You know, you, you do get some uh, government support. Uh, how much of uh, the balance comes from these kinds of fundraising exercises that you would normally engage the public with? Well, every year we raise um, around $2.7 from the community, which is incredible. Uh, a lot of that does come from our hospice shops, which are kind of the backbone of our fundraising mission. Um, and then probably around a million dollars comes from the shops, which is incredible. And then about $1.7 from a combination of grants, events, and we have a very loyal donor database who give to us um, year-round, and they're incredible too. Right, well you've pointed to one way I guess that uh, the community can continue to support the work that you do. Um, there are no doubt others. Uh, at the moment, let's just consider uh, we know that nothing's going to change dramatically anytime soon in terms of getting out and, and doing those fundraising events. What potentially are the consequences uh, for the service you're able to provide if you aren't able to meet your fundraising targets? Well, I mean, I remain positive that we will meet our fundraising targets. Um, we, you know, we always, ha well, we have in the time that I've been with the hospice for five years. Um, and I suppose, you know, it's, it's a case of us having to just cut our cloth, which we always have done. We always, you know, we put a huge amount of um, our money into the service and we've always done that. So it really will be a case of cutting our cloth, but I hope it doesn't come to that. We, um, you know, in the past, we always have managed to adapt and um, put a call out to the community, and ha they have uh, raised, you know, come up to the challenge. So I hope that occurs again this year. And let's just hope we get through this um, this next stage of the COVID um, pandemic, um, you know, quickly Indeed. so that we can get to the other side. Yeah. All right. So clearly, you'll have to be moving towards uh, some of the the methodologies that so many of us are getting used to now, and that's operating online, including your fundraising effort. Um, how is that going, and how can people support you through online donation? 
Well, we um, we have just set up a give a little page. It's um, as a substitute for our street appeal. Um, and you know, if people want to just jump in there and you know donate three dollars, which they may may be what they put in a bucket, you know, every little set cent counts. So um, the give a little page is one way in which we are and you know trying to um, make up for that lost street appeal. We're already up to six thousand dollars on that, so that's terrific. Um, the community, you know, is rallying round, and um, we're running that for the whole month. Our street appeal was supposed to be on the 5th of March um, and on the 5th of March we've also asked some supermarkets to put some buckets um, on their front desks um, and we'll keep the Give a Little campaign going until uh, that first week of March. We also have a thing called Friends of Hospice which is a opportunity for people who want to give little amounts regularly um, and so that can be as much as the cost of a cup of coffee um, donated directly to the hospice uh, once a week or once a month or every quarter, and then you become part of this group called Friends of Hospice, um, which is a terrific way for us to fundraise because we can sort of anticipate what we're going to get. Uh, we've been working on building that group up over the last couple of years, but we'll be working hard on that this month as well. That sounds like a really practical way, and I suppose, Bex, um, the more people that you have making donations on a regular or semi-regular basis, the more you're able to, to manage and predict some of that income. And uh, if you make that commitment once, do, do a little bit of setting it up online. You can sort of kind of set it and forget it, and as long as you're able to afford, afford to make that donation, you probably won't even feel it coming out. It's, it's so true. Um, yeah, and, and that's an area we'd really like to build on um, not just in light of COVID, but just, you know, for general, you know, fundraising needs, it's always great to know what you've got coming through. The other way that, um, you know, people can help us and, you know, our shops are a big part of our fundraising effort is that we're always needing volunteers for our shops. Um, so if someone, you know, doesn't want to give money but has the ability to give three hours a week to the shift in the shop, then that's a terrific way to help us out as well. I love the hospice shop. Picked up heaps of, um, of great stuff over the years uh, at them, and I'm sure Dunedin people, we, we love our second-hand shops. We'll know the hospice shops well, and uh, and we'll want to support those. So you've outlined a few ways that people could step up, um, whether it's through volunteer effort or whether it's through making a donation. What's the best thing to do to get more information around all of those things? Well, the best place to go is to visit our website, www.otagohospice.co.nz. Um, and on the front page there, you'll see um, just um, right on the page there are three photos, and that will direct you to the Give a Little page, will direct you to the shops and how to volunteer, and also there's a donate button there which can trigger um, you know, either a donation or an email to the person who manages our donations and she can set you up with uh, being a friend of hospice if you want to become a regular donor. Brilliant stuff. Well, there'll be so many families all across that region that will uh, have valued uh, their contact with Otago Community Hospice over the years, and I know they'll want to step up and, and help out at a time that is certainly challenging in terms of keeping the fundraising effort going. Bex, all the best with that, and thank you so much for taking some time to join us here on the Awesome Morning Show. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate this. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.